Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz, the smoothest show on internet radio. Your hosts, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Yes, we are the smoothest show on internet radio. I am Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen, along with Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm doing all right, sorry. How's everything going out there in Vegas today? Um, Vegas is a little cool, windy, and a little wet today. Okay, well, it's just plain cold out here, so the season's not better than we are. <laughs> yes, it's been raining since, what, Thursday, Derek, Dirk, maybe? I think it started raining Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's coming in and out. It's, it's uh, yeah. very unusual with Vegas, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, off and on, off and on rain. Welcome to the chat room, Joe from Germany. Welcome, Joe. Um, if you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Dirk K's picture. That will bring you into BlogTalkRadio.com. Scroll down and you will see the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. Today, we are welcoming guitarist and producer Dirk K to the show. He has a brand new CD called It's On. And I'm really excited to have you on the show, Dirk. Welcome. Terry and Mike, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm really thrilled to, uh, to be part of the show today, absolutely. Oh, well, it's our pleasure. Um, I was telling Dirk before we came on that um, I had been hearing your name um, be- prior to meeting you at the mall. I had been hearing your name, and Mike was one of the, the uh, one that mentioned your name to me. So when I saw you at the mall, I immediately called Mike afterwards and told him. Yes. I said, guess who I just met? <laughs> yep. That's exactly how I went. Yes. You know, I, and I think, Dirk, I, I don't know how you, because you sent me your CD um, a while back, and I got, re- I got I, I received the CD and listened to it, and I was like, yo, who is this cat? And I love the CD, but I, I, I told her, I don't know how to get this, this, this uh, cat got my number and my uh, address, but he's shown up, you know, sent the CD to me, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed the CD. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, it came out in September originally, and uh, it's been on the radio ever since. Uh, it's doing really well, so I can't complain. <laughs> yes, it is. You're getting a lot of airplay here um, as well. So, um, as I mentioned, let me just kind of give a short story of how I met Dirk. Uh, We have a new mall here in Las Vegas called Downtown Summerlin. And Christmas weekend, I was there with my cousin just walking around, and I heard this music. And, Dirk, I thought the music was coming. I thought it was from the mall. I thought it was the mall playing the music. And um, I told my cousin, I said, oh, I like that. I don't, don't know what you were playing, but I really liked it. And I looked across the street, and there's this guy playing a guitar. So I walk up to the table and the closer I get to the table, I can see that it's Dirk K. And I really screamed out, oh, it's Dirk K. And his wife, she probably just laughed at me, thought I was crazy. (laughs) I was really excited to see you because, like I said, I had been hearing about you and I was really excited to see you there playing the music. I don't know what the song was you were playing, but it sounded good. It was nice. Uh, it was probably, actually I can't remember you approaching and and you you shouted it out and actually made me look up and went hey what's going on <laughs> <laughs> and I think I actually played the, the new single when you came up uh, it's it's called it's on too it's uh, it's the first single from the CD I think that's what I was saying. 
Okay. All right. Well, and then, like I said, I immediately called Mike and said, guess who I met here at the mall? And uh, we talked a little while about that. So it was really fun. That was a really nice uh, surprise for me. So I'm glad I got a chance to. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. So now, Dirk, you are originally from Germany. What brought you to the States? Uh, yes, I'm uh, actually from Aachen, uh, which is close to Netherlands and Belgium, where those three countries all meet. And I started playing jazz pretty much kind of in the age of 15, 16, and, um, you know, played locally for a while uh, uh, in Germany. But it's uh, the kind of music I liked was really American music, so I always got the same um, comment from, like, record labels, and people say, yeah, you sound great, but it sounds so American. I'm like, well, okay. So at some point I just had to make the decision. I guess I have to check out America because everybody tells me I sound so American. And uh, I went to L.A. in uh, like the late uh, 80s, early 90s um, to study there actually at Musicians Institute. So that's the first time they brought me over here to study here music. Um, but I, I went right back and did my uh, very first album in 1991 uh, which actually featured two amazing uh, musicians, Tweet Stielemans on harmonica and Andy Brecker on trumpet. And uh, mm-hmm. I was very fortunate uh, to do also in 92 a whole Europe tour with Randy Brecker as well, which was great. And this is kind of the kickoff to my Dirk K uh, career. Mm, okay. But you first went to, okay, now, did you first go to California? Did you go someplace else before coming to Vegas? Uh, yeah, before Vegas, I was uh, for a long time. I was in Los Angeles. Uh, I was based there. I, I was pretty much there from 1994 until five, six years ago. Now, then uh, where I moved out to Las Vegas. Okay. Now, California is more uh, has more places for gigs. Um, you know, it's 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 more active than Las Vegas when it comes to um, gigs. So, why come to Vegas and not stay in California? There were a few uh, few things came together. Um, for once, uh, my brother moved out here. He's a bass player too. His name is Jake, and uh, he he was just uh, starting to work with Cirque du Soleil as a uh, band director. And uh, so he said, "There's an opening here, you know, in sound." So I kind of took that as a sign. I also uh, immediately when I moved here six years ago, I had a, a become a steady uh, gig here, playing in a restaurant called Marché Bakus. Okay. And, um, so I kind of had to, had this base, and then also the real estate was so affordable and so uh, you know <laughs> it was really interesting times uh, to to find a house here was very uh, it was a great move for me and uh, to have Las Vegas as a base here it's great I mean I can travel anywhere I'm going to LA still very frequently I was just there last week um, and uh, yeah so for me it works out great and there's a lot of work for me here in Las Vegas uh, pretty yeah. much in almost all the hotels uh, another steady thing I do here is playing at the Bellagio Conservatory stage. I do this like three to six months a year out of the year, oh. too. So it works out okay. really well for me. Okay. Now, I have to ask you, how, how are you liking the summers here? Um, well, they're hot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, but then you stay inside. I mean, it's, I think uh, Vegas is nine months. It's really nice out of the year. And then the three months in summer, yeah, you have to stay mainly inside. Uh, 
I do play tennis. I play up to like 105 degrees, but then I, yeah, if it goes over that, then I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and see, and that was one of my questions as well, is why the move from Southern California to Vegas when, you know, if you're a musician, I think, I, like, sorry, Southern California was, was the perfect spot to, to be at for uh, a uh, instrumental uh, instrumentalist, you know, trying to mm-hmm. make a uh, living has a musician in, in the States, especially coming to a new place, period, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was my yeah, I mean, Los Angeles is, uh, is it's an amazing place, but it's also very expensive. I'm also, uh, I have a family, I have a son. Uh, it's it's easier to raise them here in Las Vegas than in, in, in Los Angeles, you know? It's a, kind of a different pressure in terms of what you have to make and, you know, income-wise. It's a little, it's right. a little bit more right. complicated than here in Las Vegas. <laughs> right. Yeah. But so I, I mean, I, like, I really like Las Vegas. I'm, I'm here pretty close to the Red Rock Canyon and actually very close to that mall you mentioned earlier, too. And uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful area. I love it. So now, did you set up that um, spot at the mall? How did you get that? Oh, it's, uh, it, it was uh, basically, uh, they were looking, uh, as you know, the mall just, when did they open it? September, maybe? or so? I, I don't yeah. remember right now, but it was not that long ago. And they were just, they're looking for entertainment, especially for the holiday season. And so I also had a holiday album out, and uh, so I, I played some of that and uh, mixed it with my new album and, and all the albums I have out. And, uh, yeah, so it just came about, I talked to them, and they, they really liked what I was doing. And uh, I'm probably going to return there, too, and when, the, when the weather gets a little nicer again, maybe in March, uh, towards March. Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. It's an outdoor mall. It's a pretty nice-sized mall. Everything is it's an outdoor mall, and so it was nice. You were, you were in a really nice spot as well, a lot of foot traffic in that area, so it was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I... I that's the good thing about those kind of concerts is uh, uh, I, I used to live in California, too. We played at uh, places like Fashion Island and Newport Beach mm-hmm. and uh, Urban Spectrum. And uh, you meet people you will never meet at night because they have families, they have kids, they don't go out. Uh, but then you're there during the daytime, and then they're really appreciative about the music, and they, they, they will never otherwise meet you because they don't... They come after, you know, their work day at home. They have two, three kids, and they're not feeling right. like, oh, now I'm going out and see some jazz. So sometimes it's it's a really good connect, uh, connection with uh, a different audience, actually, and the uh, audience you would probably otherwise not have, you know. So I always felt that it was really great to do this during the daytime, uh, <laughs> bringing yeah. this music to the vault. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Well, I'm... Good, yeah. good. Now, now, now I was going to ask you a, another question as far as geography, since we're on, you know, you from SoCal to Vegas. Now, you also studied music in Hollywood, California at the uh, Musicians Institute, and you studied at Berkeley in Boston as well. So how was that experience going to um, from the West Coast to the East Coast? Um, you know, I was, uh, with both, I was very fortunate because I, I had scholarships uh, from, from Germany. Uh, to to get me there, and um, California was very uh, very uh, the, the school was very amazing because uh, they had like everybody. Actually, one of my teachers was Norman Brown. <laughs> oh wow! Oh. <laughs> I know it, it was amazing. I mean, this, the guy I, I walked in and I'm like, wow, there's Norman. I mean, it was amazing. So you basically could sit down with those guys in a room and just jam and play and ask them questions, 
which they would refer to as open counseling. There was people like Frank Gambali, Scott Henderson, Joe Diorio, some, some fusion players, jazz players. Everybody was there at the time. Uh, this was like in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. And, uh, and uh, the East Coast uh, was, was way different. I mean, I, I, uh, the winters, I mean, it's, it's I, brutal. I mean, <laughs> and then the summers, too. It, it's, you, I, I think it's actually worse the summer in the East Coast than here in Vegas because it's so humid. At least to me it is. And, uh, mm-hmm. and but the, the school itself offered more like a curriculum program. You had like uh, amazing teachers, but it was more like curriculum based. So you, you had really structured classes and everything like that. So and my uh, my experience was more uh, connecting with people, playing more, and then Berkeley was more like a, a studying music kind of environment. Um, I didn't go too long to to uh, uh, Berkeley School of Music uh, because I actually. So I uh, went back to Euro- Germany and I had to record some CD. Oh, it sounds worse than it is, but I had to record music and I had also a tour. So I only stayed there for a couple semesters. So I went back to Ger- uh, to Germany at the time, and then we had uh, recorded a few albums and then I did actually a whole tour, and eventually did my CD and we did the tour with Randy Brecker. And uh, so yeah, so kind of didn't graduate there, but I, I had a good experience on both schools. Oh, good, good. All right, let's talk about the CD. It's on. Um, I, for, for some reason, I was thinking this was maybe like a debut CD for you, but you've released 14 CDs prior to this. So um, you've oh, been... Yeah, uh, I did yeah. uh, release yeah. uh, 24 CDs by now, but oh, 14 wow. were as, as Dirk K. So I have like to, uh, 14 Dirk K CDs. Um, my very first one was the one I recorded in 1991 on, on Bella Records in, in Germany. And then I did one uh, shortly after uh, on Peter Erskine's label, which was entitled Beach Ball. That was my second one. And then I had the first real smooth jazz release, actually, in 1997, uh, together with Paul Taylor and Rick Brown. So we had a, uh, we had a single in the charts back then called I Love Your Smile and Under the Sun. They were like the first two uh, smooth jazz things I did on Unity Records back then. And um, mm. after that, I got independent with my own label, Dip Records. And what I said earlier, we mainly did the mall circuit. So I kind of left a little bit the, uh, the uh, you know, touring or radio world. So I, I basically sold a lot of CDs on doing shows on the mall circuits and, and, and concerts. And, uh, yeah, then I, re- I kept releasing other albums. Um, the uh, Snapchat, was, I mean, uh, its on CD was a little bit a return to, for me to smooth jazz radio and smooth jazz uh, as a style of music. I did also flamenco and Brazilian music in between and mix of all of those. I had like a flamenco rock project. Uh, we also did always touring in Europe and the States uh, over the years. So I did a lot of different projects over the years, uh, but uh, I came back to Durke and the new CD is on. It feels like it's a debut because I haven't been in the radio for a long time. Okay. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you know, and and like Terry mentioned, uh, me too. I thought it was your debut CD, you know, and everything because you know I had never you know heard of you mm-hmm. up until that moment when I got your CD. But like after reading your bio, I'm like, yo, he has this many CDs. So so my 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 point is basically, how, why did it why did it take you so long to kind of push yourself out to the forefront? Uh, was it a timing thing, or well, I mean, what was it that you wanted to get yourself out there right now? 
You know, honestly, there were a lot of things uh, a part of those decisions that uh, had to do with certain business decisions. They had to do with uh, just the things which just happened, uh, musical decisions too. I did a different project, as I mentioned before, for five, four or five years, I did more like this kind of flamenco-style jazz, which was also very well received in radio, but more in Europe overseas, and we did there a few tours over there. Um, so I did some other different projects over the years. Uh, so this one, I just felt like coming back, coming home kind of to where I started, because originally the people which influenced me the most was George Benson, Lee Rittenauer, Larry Carlton, all those guys. So I felt like coming back to this kind of music and uh, and uh, wrote it some originals. Uh, I did some really uh, interesting cover choices on this <laughs> album. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I kind of came back uh, full circle on this one for me personally. So there was not really... Uh, yeah, not a business reason. I just felt like this is what I want to do, like, uh, you know, from, from here on out. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's a good, as like Mike said, it's a good CD. I like the music as well. And I am going to start with the title track, It's On. We are talking to guitarist Dirk K. His new CD is called It's On. And you can find that um, on his website, Dirk K. And that's just the letter K dot com. And if you'd like to call in and speak with Dirk, the number is 646-716-5485. This is the title track. Thank you. 
Love that. That is the title track from Dirk K's new CD, It's On. That was nice. Yeah. Very nice. Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right. So, um, Dirk, I want to read a... Go ahead. Oh, Dirk? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought you said something. Um, I wanted to want to read a review from the smoothjazzride.com. Um, Ronald says his latest It's On is a confident showing of competence and meticulous skill as he plays all of the instruments here with the exception of con contributions on select tracks by cellist Dina Masara Williams, saxophonist Philip Anthony, bassist C.C. Thomas Jr., and keyboardist Otto Ealing. Elling? Auto Ailing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Good, good, good. Okay. Let me, let me tell you one thing first. The saxophonist, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, my, that's actually my 14 year old son playing on the CD. So oh, I'm really? Very proud of that. <laughs> so that's kind of his debut, and he is playing saxophone and flute on the CD uh, on uh, a couple of different tracks. Yes. <laughs> he did really amazing jobs. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You can read that full review on the smoothjazzride.com. Very good. All right, Mike, did you have a question? No, not, no I'm sorry. Okay, so now, um, as I said, Dirk lives here in Las Vegas, and I read that you are the on-call sound engineer for Cirque du Soleil's Zumanity show. Tell me about that. Yes, yes that's, um, that's uh, kind of one of the reasons who brought me out there. I uh, work with one of the Cirque du Soleil shows, uh, and I, you know, mix the show, and I do uh, 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 four different tracks uh, as needed, and, um, but the most pleasure gives me actually there to actually mix front of house uh, the, the show, and we have the 11 musicians, and as I mentioned before, my brother is the uh, musical director there too, and it's, it's a lot of fun, and I do it once, twice a week, uh, 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 so it's kind of like a part-time uh, mm -hmm. thing, uh, but I enjoy it a lot because uh, my, also my other background is engineering and producing and I've uh, been also working in, in some studios in Los Angeles for a few years and I always produce my own music. As a matter of fact, I'm uh, talking from, from you right now in my house studio here in Las Vegas so where I produce it's on. <laughs> ah. I've never seen, um, I've lived in Vegas most of my life. I grew up here. Um, except for a couple of years when I was in California and Atlanta, but I have never been to a Cirque du Soleil show here in Vegas. Oh my God, um, it's so, about time. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And I hear a lot of things about the Zoomanity show. So yeah. Yeah. I have to come so and check it out. It's a very intricate show and it's, it's uh, actually really a lot of fun because we have two amazing singers. You might know Paris Rat is one of them. Mm -hmm. And then we have a nine piece, nine piece band and, uh, it's a lot of, I mean, it's all about the acrobats and the music. It's, it's very nice. And uh, it's mm. a good show. I, I, I'll get you in there. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> now, now, I, now, I also read that in your bio that you received uh, a couple of awards from um, two sports celebrities, uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Tim Brown. Yeah, so, so Shaquille O'Neal kind of, and I go way back, we... Uh, uh, Matt, uh, he's doing this, he used to at least do those events called uh, Shectacular, <laughs> and they were uh, for a foundation called 911 for Kids, and it's a great uh, uh, um, non-profit uh, foundation which uh, makes uh, money, uh, collects money, uh, and uh, 
to support young young kids uh, which are in danger. They're trying to, you know, uh, um, how you say that, like uh, on the 911 situation, they're especially working on this telephone service from the police, so they're donating a lot of money towards this to make uh, better time responses and all those things. And uh, Shakir was one of the main uh, uh, celebrities behind it. There was a lot of uh, people. Casey Ireland was one of them. And I do uh, work a lot with them uh, back then, like 10, 15 years ago. And I just did another uh, big event for them with Tim Brown from the Raiders. Uh, He is also one of uh, their spokespersons and celebrities. So uh, Tim and I... I've also been been friends for a while, and uh, so I've been doing uh, concerts for them. And uh, so Shaquille uh, awarded me for for all my uh, you know time donated and everything. I I received the the Shakiro Award, which is uh, it was a great honor, and I, I really appreciated that. And uh, there was one funny story I have to tell you. He one time, so I played uh, on one of his events, and and I just did a sound check, and uh, um, so suddenly I'm like. Uh, I'm just playing, and suddenly he came sneaking up behind me, and he grabbed me. I mean, he's so tall. <laughs> and I just, like, took off. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I just yelled out. And he just got a total kick out of it. It was it was really funny. And he actually speaks a little bit German, and uh, so he, he's actually pretty good with his German. <laughs> mm. oh. That was interesting, too. So, yeah, he's a really nice guy, and... Uh, I played at his house later too. I did some private events for him before he moved out to uh, Florida. So that was still when he was with the Lakers, and uh, and uh, we met actually because I. That was one of the things I did, uh, which I'm very proud of. I actually performed the uh, national anthem for the LA Lakers. Uh, when was it? Like 2001 or 2002? And uh, when still Kobe and Shaq were on the same team, and uh, and that was that was definitely something else. <laughs> So that, that brings back uh, memories now. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Well, congratulations on the awards. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was yeah. really nice. Very, very good. So now I have a question for you from the chat room. Ali J would like to know who are some of the other players that you have produced. Um, there was oh god, there were so many. Um, I I worked with a saxophone player Robert Sabado. He, uh, I did actually produce two CDs for him. Uh, then there's a singer, Haruchi Kanda. He's a Japanese singer, but he's in kind of uh, Michael Frank style of music, but with Japanese lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a very famous jazz singer, Anya. Um, God, there's so many. Uh, there's a full biography on my website. <laughs> I have to really remember. I think I did about 50, 60 albums or more, uh, and it's all it's all listed there with links and. Uh, so if you go to my discography, it's, it's all on there. I also did a lot of mixing and uh, producing, like with uh, some album for Hilary Duff, uh, Jeff Beck, um, different things. I mean, all kinds of different things, too. But, uh, yeah, so, and then been, of course, working with a lot of jazz greats, uh, uh, again, from Paul Taylor to uh, Randy Brecker to uh, Peter Erskine. To, I mean, a, lot, a very big variety of different things, yeah. No, okay. no. Now, now, with all of all of the people that you've produced, and you coming to from Germany to the United States, now when you came here, did you know know anybody that you know, or you just wound up just networking and and just getting into the uh, flow of things, and you started meeting these people, and then you know you got so much work because that's a lot of work for somebody to just come over, you know, um, to the to the states and not know anybody, just get all to have work. Wow, that's amazing. 
I got to be honest with you. When I moved here, I couldn't even speak English. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> a, couple, a couple of years to just kind of. I was just yeah 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 yeah. I had no idea what they were talking about. There were some classes <laughs> at the institute where they, where I was supposed to go. I had no idea. And they always yeah yeah blah, blah, blah. I'm like yeah sure okay. And I had no idea. So it was it was a it was a testing time. But the worst thing I ever had to do was when we just moved here uh, to Los Angeles. Uh, at the time, at least, you had to like go into the store, buy a telephone, plug it in, and then get service, right? And, mm -hmm. and in Germany, we just, at the time, we just said, like, you buy a phone. I mean, there's a phone. There's only one phone company. It's, it's a government, so you just it, you don't worry about this stuff. I mean, you just have a phone, and you can dial out, or you know. So here, you had, like, all those choices, call waiting, and for, I don't, I had no, that was the worst call in my life. I had no <laughs> idea what they were even talking about. I was just like, yeah, I, I think I ended up having such a high bill because I just said yes to everything and every service there was. I mean, I had no idea what they were <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I had no connections the first time around here and uh, yeah, I, I kind of worked my way in and uh, uh, when I came back in 1994 it was a little different I actually did a Europe tour with uh, Joe McBride and mm -hmm. then I did my second CD here in Los Angeles produced by Peter Erskine with uh, Mark Johnson and Alan Pasquale and uh, that was the reason actually I moved back to Los, uh, Los Angeles was because Peter Erskine just got his own label, so he wanted to release uh, my uh, my CD as one of his first uh, CDs on his label, which he did eventually one year later. So it, it worked out, and uh, then I just kept kept working at it and uh, met up with some producers, met up with Unity uh, Records back then, and uh, they introduced me to Paul Taylor and Rick Brown. We did that CD in 1997, I believe, and then I just kept working there ever ever since, really, and. Um, different projects uh, got more and more into the engineering and producing too and uh, yeah so it's been it's been a uh, long time and in and around the business <laughs> oh, wow yeah that's great you come from from germany to the states and you've uh, become very successful in your career so congratulations to you on that that's great you okay. know uh, yeah, even though there was some learning curve <laughs> yeah really <laughs> but you got through it your English is perfect, so, you know. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 right. still, I guess I still have a little accent, but I guess that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next song is Toxic. Tell me about this one. Oh, wow. Oh, well, you know, I was thinking, uh, because I have, a, I have a bunch of CDs out, which are uh, the standards, you know. I did, like, kind of funky editions of my Funny Valentine, Take Five and all. And then for the new CD, I was thinking I want to still include some covers, but I don't want to do the obvious covers, you know, like just do a R&B song without the lead uh, vocal and just play guitar on it. So I was looking for songs which kind of personally I, I like, but they're really different coming from some other, some other uh, area. So mm -hmm. Toxic is originally done by Britney Spears. And uh, so... You know, and the original is a very, I don't know if you know it, but it's a very up-tempo dance number. And uh, uh, so I kind of just made it like a bit of an R&B style groove. And, uh, and uh, again, my friend C.C. Uh, Thomas is playing bass on that one. He is uh, actually musical director for Diana Ross. And he did an mm. amazing job on that. And uh, then I got Dina, uh, Dina uh, playing cello on it. Uh, she is also with one of the Cirque shows here in town. She works with O at uh, Bellagio. And uh, 
and who else is on there? And Otto Ehling is on there, a great piano player here in town, too. So, yeah, and the rest of uh, the other instruments I play. But, yeah, so this is uh, it's a very fun track <laughs> and very different than the original. <laughs> All right, this is Toxic.
there you have it toxic from guitarist dirk k's new release it's on so now dirk is dina the only uh, musician from cirque on the cd uh otto, otto ailing is also um playing uh, as an on-call piano player at, at cirque du soleil too oh, okay okay good now um you have you got a really nice write-up from the las vegas review journal how did that um uh, journalist find you um, well, I don't, how did you find me? I'm not sure right now, but we definitely got in contact somehow, and, and she came uh, over to the house, and we did like a full, full interview here at the studio too, and uh, uh, it's, been a, it's been a few months ago. I think that was like in mm -hmm. uh, early September. Oh, that was before the CD was even released. Yeah, that was last year, uh, June, July, and at the time, we were actually still running a Kickstarter campaign uh, also in order to... Uh, Financed the CD, so she was kind of. Uh, that's kind of how we met through those. Kick, I guess through the Kickstarter campaign. So yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Now, okay. So in. Um, I read, and I'm going to read this from the bio. It says, in 1998, Dirk K. received his green card for extraordinary abilities in the field of music in order to perform and reside in the U.S. Now, was that for a particular performance, or was that just to get you over here? No, um, I was already over here, but uh, basically this for this particular uh, application, uh, application, you have to have a certain requirement of, uh, of mm. things. So there was actually a, a list of 20 things, and you had to have at least 17 of them. And one, kept, uh, one was like a basic record deal, one was certain awards I won, uh, there were like some jazz competitions I won in Europe back back when I was a kid or later too. There was, uh, you know, cer certain things you had to have in order to apply for this green card. So it took it took me a while uh, to collect all the information. I had to actually translate a lot of reviews I had from Europe. Uh, all I had to, they had to be all translated into English. There was uh, posters I had to kind of find and track down. And don't don't forget back back then there was no computers or emailing quick or. It was all still like sending per mail and uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> making wow. copies and, and faxing, and, and it was a different time. So it took me a while to collect all this information they required. But uh, basically, I, by the time already I had like seven re seven CDs released, I was kind of, you know, about becoming an established artist. I just signed with Unity Records, Sony, uh, my, my uh, Smooth Jazz CD, which was out by the time I actually got the CD. And I ended up actually in the interview, in a, in a green card interview, I ended up signing my CDs for the immigration officers. And it was some some uh, funny things, but but yeah, it, it, overall it was. It, I, I swear, with the, the booklet we had to present was I, I was I want to say like 150 pages or something. It was mm. it was pretty detailed and. Uh, it, it took a while, uh, yeah. So I think it was, took me like almost two years to collect all those uh, things, and in order to, yeah, to get basically the green card. So yeah, it was, it was and I'm officially an alien, <laughs> which I thought <laughs> wow. was pretty interesting. I, I, it's called the official uh, wording is alien with extraordinary abilities. I, I was, I always wanted to name a CD title, but then I, I, I backed off on it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. That is interesting. 
All right, um, another review from Jonathan Widran. He says, with his crisp, snappy, and often hypnotic electric lines, veteran guitarist Dirk K lets us know from the opening minute of the coolly percussive title track of his latest full-length collection that it's on. Very nice review. Yeah, good reviews. Yeah, well, good reviews. We go way back to, he did also a uh, review way back for my Unity release, which, which was called About You, and then uh, uh, he did another one for a CD called Miracle. So he uh, he wrote, or that's like the third review, <laughs> he mm. wrote about me, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, really nice. He does some, he's one of the best in the business, him and uh, uh, Ronald Jackson. They're definitely two of the best in the business when it comes to writing CD reviews. So you definitely- Oh yeah, I love Ronald's review, it was great. Yeah, yeah, and you always want to get your music to them for that, for sure. All right, let's listen to another track from It's On. How about Love Song? Tell me about this one. Love Song is uh, it's, uh, also a very unusual cover, um, which probably, I don't even know if anybody covered it, uh, but it's originally done by a punk rock group called The Cure. Uh, it's an English band, and they've been really big, I guess, in the 80s, 90s. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I always liked that song, but the original version, again, it's like a punk kind of up-tempo version. So I slowed it down a lot, and I made it into a jazz uh, jazz version. So there you have it, Love Song <laughs> by The Cure. <laughs> All right, here we go.
I like that. That is called Love Song. I like that one very it's much. Very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thanks a lot. Definitely. So, um, Ali was asking earlier about the different, um, about other players that you produce. And um, Jeanette Harris is one of the artists whose uh, music you played on, whose CD you played on. We've interviewed Jeanette a couple of times. So, uh, it was nice to see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. Yes, absolutely. And Lou Lang was uh, putting all these things together, the keyboard play, and he produces a lot for her, too. Yeah, it was, it was a great experience. And then the Shelly BMW Presents, what what was that? Uh, I did a few compilation CDs for uh, as a producer and, and writer for um, uh, Shelly BMW. is one of the uh, BMW stores in, in Los Angeles, or Orange County, actually. And um, basically, if you would buy a car, you would get that CD with it. <laughs> ah. And, uh, so uh, for, for a few years, they gave out those CDs uh, for everyone who bought a CD, um, who bought a car. They got a CD and their CD player already ready to go. So that was pretty awesome. And they they took different of my some of my tracks and some I extra extra produced for this uh, for this. And uh, so it was basically like a Dirk album, but it was uh, repackaged for BMW. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. So now, um, where are you playing next? And are you going to be um, playing here in Vegas again so I can come and see you? Yes, I, I sure do. Um, uh, there's a few concerts coming out which are on my website, but uh, my most frequent gig is on Sunday night. I play at the uh, Marche Bakus restaurant on uh, at the Desert Shores area, um, Buffalo Lake Meat area. And um, so that's all, all the directions, everything is on my website. Uh, but okay. Next time I'm going to be in Vegas. That's where I play usually on Sundays, and there's some bigger shows coming up too. Um, we're also talking about doing a show in April with uh, together with Three Style. Uh, they're also from Germany as a duo. And uh, uh, other things are in the making. So uh, there's going to be definitely something happening in March and April uh, in terms of bigger shows here in Las Vegas too. And I'm also going to be back in Los Angeles very soon too. So excited okay. about that. Okay. All right. Well, I will look for you um, for sure and bring some friends and come and check you out. That would be awesome. Yes, it would be great yeah. to see you again. That was so nice meeting you too at the mall. It was, uh, it was, it was great. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I love that. I love that. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to close the show with another song from the "It's On This." Dirk, I'm going to let you pick it. Um. Wow, that's a good, a good. Ooh, you got me there. Um, how about Snap Jam? That's a really, that's a bit of an up-tempo, really good groove, really fun okay. kind of track. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Well, thank you uh, for this opportunity. It was a pleasure meeting you at the mall. I'm glad you live here in Vegas. I can come and see you um, when you <laughs> ever you're performing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Mike, do you have any yeah, more questions? So much, uh, um, no, no more questions for me. No, that's it. Like I said, I, I love the music. I'm glad that, you know, the fans will uh, get a chance to hear some of your music, and hopefully they'll go and, and support the music and buy it as well. I mean, it, to me, it's, it's a very good CD. Uh, I highly recommend it, so you guys go out there and purchase that CD. Yes, yes. And I have to ask you, Dirk, tomorrow's the Super Bowl. Are you into football? Who are you voting for? Uh, I have not even the slightest idea, but um, let's go with the Patriots. <laughs> I just don't know anything about it. 
Okay. I, I, I watched maybe two Wolfenstein games in my life. That's uh, I'm sorry. I probably just ruined my audience right here. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't watch don't football either. <laughs> I'm not a football fan either, so don't feel alone. <laughs> I, am I gonna watch it? Am I gonna watch it tomorrow, sir? I just go. I I know. I know. Uh, Patriots, yeah, I, I I heard that's probably the, the tip. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Yes, definitely. Oh, same here. Thanks so much for having me. It was amazing. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. That was guitarist Dirk K. His new release is called It's On. You can find that on his website, Dirk and the letter K.com. Um, follow him on Twitter at Dirk K, and that's K A Y, and you're also on Facebook. All right, Mike, what's going on with you? Uh, nothing much. I'm sitting here currently at the Washington Auto Show, um, looking at some of these new amazing cars and trucks that they have up here. So that's where I'm hanging out today. You getting ready to buy a new car? I hope so. Pretty soon, if I can get some money, I made the lotto. <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay. I'll buy. Look, I'll buy me and you a car. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, Joe from Germany, Ali J. Thank you guys as always for hanging out with us here in the chat room. Love to have you yeah. here um, as always. And um, Mike and I will be enjoying the Super Bowl tomorrow. So hopefully, if you are a Patriots fan or a Seattle fan, with that I am. One of your good luck. All I can say is good luck. Yeah. I'm going for Seattle. <laughs> so hopefully Seattle will do it. <laughs> All right, Mike, you have a good day. Um, you've been listening to thank you. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. This is Snap Jam.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.